0: chapter 4, and we're going to talk about the fact that it matters what you think. Amen? It matters what you think. It matters what you think. <clears throat> Sometimes we're so accustomed and uh, get in habits of going places, doing things, seeing things, dealing with people, and we don't check in with God on our thoughts and how your thoughts can affect your life. And I think the enemy likes it that way, that We're not as mindful about what's going through your head from time to time. What do you focus on? What do you uh, put your faith in and your trust and confidence in? What do you hunger for? What do you incline your ear to hear? And so that all uh, makes up what you think about, what is in your mind. And so we're uh, very, very thankful that God teaches us how to renew our minds to what he's thinking, so you can have your thoughts in tune with God's thoughts at all times. And that is so important for our health and our well-being. In Romans 4 and verse 19, we're talking about Abraham, and we're going to talk some about the Abraham brand of faith. Amen? Because our faith can be of, of different kinds and different brands. We can put our faith in natural things. But the Abraham brand of faith was different. He put his faith in what he could not see and what was promised to him. But that faith was preserved by a certain mindset, by him thinking a certain way. And it says here in verse 16, he says, Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace, to the end that the promise might be sure to all the seeds." See, when God's grace is affording you these things, the promise is sure. Is not sure by how you feel, how, what you work on, and how good you feel. Sometimes you feel holy, sometimes you don't. It doesn't depend on that. It depends on your faith in his grace. And he says that, that it might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but that uh, also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. And he says here, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations before whom he believed, even God, who quickens the dead. And God brings to life the dead. So dead doesn't matter to God. If he promised something and it died, he'll quicken it again, make it alive again. Don't matter to him. He quickens the dead and calls those things that be not as though they are. So he looks at your sick body and calls you healed. He did not pay any attention to symptoms and what the doctors say and how they're doing all their stuff and their shenanigans and, you know, what they've prescribed for you, all that stuff. says, being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body. Mm-hmm. Amen. He said, who against hope believed in hope. Hmm. Against hope believed in hope. Against hope believed in hope. Against hope. There's a hope that you we all carry that if you're going to get something from God, you've got to be against that. Mm. If they tell you there's no cure... For what you have, well, for you to go to them in the first place, you was hoping that was they had something for you. So you got to hope against that now. You got to be against what you used to hope for. I again. If they tell you you're too old to have children, and you were hoping you, i hey, Make it under this, you know, safe. You made made it right before your clock ticked out. The biological clock. Huh? Everybody's out trying to outrun that thing. Mm Hmm? Well, if they tell you you're too old now, you were hoping you'd make it before the clock ran out, now you gotta hope against that. Got me? You can't let that hope reside in your heart any longer. You've got to take it up a notch to a greater hope. And that's what we do when we go to God for anything. You are hoping against a natural hope that has run out for you. Natural hope runs out all the time. If they tell you we're in a recession and we're not hiring, you've got to hope against that. That's, that. That can't stop you from believing God because you got to survive you got to put food on the table you got to do all of those things so we have to just in general when we seek God for something you got to hope against natural hope that's the abraham brand of faith that's the brand you want to to have on your table all the time you know we found out a lot of generic stuff all the generic Peanut butter is probably Skippy or Peter Pan. They just ran out of Peter Pan labels or whatever they run out of. And now they got, you know, Walmart value fresh labels to put on there. So your peanut butter might be a good brand. But just looking at the label kind of deflates you a little bit. You understand what I'm saying? But when you got the Abraham brand, it's been the same. It's not repackaged. It's not recycled. It's not secondhand. It's top-notch, 100%, quality-grade faith that will move mountains. It will do the same thing for you that it did for him. So if you have to hope against natural hope for something, we all get there. Sometimes it ain't looking good in your family. Sometimes it's not looking good in your refrigerator. Sometimes it's not looking good in a lot of places and you're out of money you too you too uh holy to beg the saints for anything so i guess i better get on my knees and use the abraham brand of faith to get my stuff in here if the saints was gonna bless you they'd have blessed you before you left church you don't see them calling up wiring you no money and church is over so you might as well get on your little rusty knees and get the abraham brand out huh we well, you know that brand, the brand you stumbled into when you didn't know nothing about God. It's big tones. So remember when you, uh, the first time God blessed didn't know nothing, didn't have nothing, felt so good. You put a smile on your face. Yeah, because you didn't know what you was doing. huh? That's the Abraham brand. The kind where you just know you ain't supposed to ask, you shouldn't ask, and there's no reason to expect it in the natural but god says do it i'm gonna do it anyhow i'm gonna try it anyhow that's the abraham brand and you can cultivate that brand of faith in your life amen just do some exercises do some hope against hope stuff do some things like that you know start believing god for extraordinary things amen i bought a little uh, little uh, suv to run around in detroit with So I wouldn't have to beg nobody for a ride forever. I said, oh, I got my own ride. Well, whatever, you know what I'm saying. But you know you get a little little testy when you get a little something on your own kind of thing. And so I know when people saw it, they said, is this what she bought? It's got rust and stuff on it. Listen, if I'm a runner for a weekend car, I'm not gonna pay no home. I'm not gonna go through no notes. Now that's when you're not gonna see me try to believe God for a Mercedes. You understand what I'm saying? I don't play around like that. We got too many meetings to have, and too much for me to be squandering money like that. So I got my little rust car, and I know people (laughs) don't park it in my driveway. But you know that thing runs reliably. I mean, it don't quit running. I thank God for that little try. I so, say, oh, God, I thank you for this reliable. It runs so good. It runs, you know, if it needs repairs, they're not people say, well, this is a money pit.
1: <laughs>
0: My daddy's got more money than you know about. He, It ain't no pit for him. You understand what I'm saying? That's his chump change off his dresser he throws down here for us to do stuff with. Are you kidding me? People. Amen. So, this brand of faith works against natural circumstances to bring about the supernatural result that we need. All you have to do is put your faith in God. Find a promise. Hide it in your heart. Hold on to it. Begin to thank God for it. Bless it with your mouth, bless it with your thoughts. Speak well over it. Always hold it up in high esteem. A child of God should never be caught complaining, moaning, carrying on like we broke. We don't make the devil is the one that's in trouble. You ain't in trouble no more. Have you not heard? Huh? And so when we we talk about things that we possess in life, Always bless them. Speak well about them. Hold them in high esteem. And that keeps the Abraham brand of faith stirred up in you. Because faith works by love. Huh? It doesn't work by moaning and complaining and talking about what you need, what you don't have. And the saints done this to me and they do that to me. You understand what I'm saying? Stay out of that mindset. It matters what you think. It matters a great deal to God what you think. 'Cause what you think you eventually will embrace and you will believe. Yes. Believe for the best, believe for God's word, believe whatever is, is true in his word. Yes. So when we put our faith in him, then his faith takes over. Yes. So the Abraham brand of faith was actually the faith of the Son of God. Amen. It was a faith that was, was left to us for an inheritance and it will do the job. It will nothing will be impossible with the abraham brand of faith by covenant his faith takes over this is true we exchange our faith for his faith this faith is unlimited in its ability to do good this brand of faith focuses on the kingdom at all times if you want to find out what god's got for you what he's up to just start walking by faith live in that place where you believe in god where you're waiting to hear from him Where you speak his word, where you're open to his word. That you have no concern about what's going on in the natural. Other than to pray to change it to what God wants you to have. Amen. God's kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost at all times. There's no problems in God's kingdom. No problems in heaven. Nothing's missing. Nothing's broken. Everything's intact and it's all good. Proverbs 4.20, if you go there, those are our instructions. This is what you, you must base your faith on for healing, especially, but for everybody, everything else that you need in life. Proverbs 4 says, son, my son, attend to my words. That word, that preface, my son, is very important. It means that you are somebody who has a covenant with God. Amen. This works. Now, this will work through intercession. If you have a covenant with God and you want to intercede for somebody, intercede for them and it'll work and it will bring a degree of blessing on somebody else. But this is particularly written to us who have a covenant with God. So when you have a covenant with God, don't act like an outsider. Don't act like a stranger. Understand that he's talking to you as an heir, as a son, as one that he has something good in store for. Verse twenty says, Attend to my words. In other words, pay attention to my word. I never forget, I was in a church where people was crazy and religious and all that and you know you go to they say, Well, minister so and so is preaching is like, mmm. I got something else to do. <laughs> like that but you went anyway you know what i'm saying come support the new ministers okay and so uh, i was sitting there one time pastor shirley was sitting not too far from me we didn't sit together we'd be naughty (laughs) naughty by nature but whatever you know but uh anywho after the meeting was over, she said, she said, yeah. So I said, did you hear her preaching that crazy stuff? She said, you know what? She said, God got me. He said, she preaches my word. So I said, be a good girl. So we decided we tortured for Christ. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but if you pay attention, you even got something out of them crazy new people sometimes. That's all I'm trying to say. You know what I'm saying. It's like, come on now. But, but it was good because then we got an understanding of God's word supersedes the vessel that's preaching it, supersedes their religious hangups, all that kind of stuff. You can get something, amen, from God's word. So anyway, but my suggestion is pray about somebody who really knows how to help you. But, you know, I mean, we were part of that, that church, and, and we had to, to uh, be faithful. That's all. So attention is the key to any victory. Attention is the key to any victory. If you don't have a long attention span in God's word, keep submitting yourself to it. Even if you've got to do long, I mean, little short, short stays before God, Uh, But don't make them too short, because then the Holy Spirit can take over and can give you longevity in the Word. You know, Jesus asked the disciples, can't you tarry one hour? They had healing ministries that we wish we had. And they couldn't pray for an hour. Just saying. You got me? Just saying. And so it's, it's, it's that attention, though when you're in the realm of the spirit or you're in the presence of God's anointing and his word is that attention that you give it so give it your full attention cuz many times you can be healed instantly at one meeting just because you focused on what was being taught you didn't weren't distracted by what you got to do later you understand what i'm saying so we have to stay when you're in the presence of God just be all in amen so he says um, that if you give attention to your words, let it not depart from your eyes. In other words, don't give up on God. Once you start with something, just keep going back to it. You'll get tired. You'll get frustrated. The devil will tell you all kinds of lies that God's not going to do it and all that kind of It's too long, too old, too It's always too something for him. But you stay with it. Don't depart from it. Don't say this won't happen. And I'm going to go. And I'm going to go do something else. Amen. There's nothing else to do once you start believing God. He says, keep your heart. It says, for, keep it in the midst of your heart. Don't let it depart from your eyes. For they are life and health to all of your flesh. Life and health. Life and health. Life and health. Life and health. It'll bring life to dead areas. Hallelujah. huh Stuff that you thought you used to want to do, you don't want to do anymore. All of a sudden you find out you want to do those things again because God's word brings life to you and health to your flesh. It will heal your body, will heal your body. He says, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. So guard what you hide in your heart. Guard what's in there. Don't let bitterness grow up and don't let envy grow up in there. You know, pluck those things out. Don't, don't be distracted so easily from God's word. So God, it, attention is the key to every victory. When we attend to the word, we take it into our hearts, our minds, and our bodies. So it hits all areas of our being. That's why faith is so important. What we hear must be mixed with faith for the kingdom of God to manifest. The Bible talks about the children of Israel. They died, they, they say, in the wilderness because they did not mix the word with faith. Do you imagine Moses having to preach to the people over and over again? And they kept doing the same things over and over again. That's just the way it is. You know, that won't stop you from preaching. It shouldn't stop you from preaching. shouldn't stop you from praying for your loved ones to be saved and to be healed. Because you see no change. We walk by faith and not by sight. If God said he's going to do it, he's going to do it. Your job is to continue to believe and not to give up. So mixing your his word with your faith is very important. And that's how you get the Abraham brand. His brand was a brand that was mixed with God's word and not with what he saw in the natural. Amen? Not with what he saw in the natural. What are things that block your faith? Well, of course, your carnal thoughts. You you know, don't sit up under Oprah and all them people, Dr. Phil and Dr. Oz and all them people too long. You know, you'll be, be a vegan just like they are. And you know what I'm saying. All those crazy stuff. You start worshiping pea pods and like that's your key to salvation you know i mean it's easy to get over in that loop you start well yeah that sounds reasonable see it's the attention you pay to things and i've noticed that every it, oftentimes people are so drawn to television the first thing sometimes we do when we come in the house is turn that thing on huh it's the truth don't sitting stand up there acting like you'll know a I wonder who she's talking about. Yeah. Uh, you know. But we have to be careful not to feed your carnal man. Yeah. With all that nonsense. You know, take yourself a break. A Holy Ghost break from that stuff. huh? Yeah. Being this worldly or self-centered. Those things will block the Abraham brand of faith. When we approach God's throne, righteousness must be seen by God. We had to put away lust, we had to put away greed, we gotta put away complaining. Huh? Remember Job, as long as he complained and talked to his buddies and lamented that he was born, he went through it. We all go through things when we but you gotta come out at some point. Amen? He forgot God was listening to him, God overheard him talking about him trying to tell his buddies "Ah, I ain't got no sin in my life that's about the most worthless conversation you can have with somebody you don't need to be having that conversation with another human being they don't have a heaven to send you to or a hell to put you in defending your life like that to people just cut it out and go talk to God about what it is that you need let his friends distract him for like 35 chapters before he talked to God that's a long time in the Bible. Time for you to go take a nap, get a lunch, and come back again. And so when you understand that God will, will, and God could have delivered Job on day one, he didn't have to stay like he was. Amen? Bible says God turned his captivity when he got back OTJ, on the job. Go pray for your friends, go, quit trying to explain to these nuts what your situation is, and arguing back and forth with them. You know they need prayer. Go pray for them like you used to. You know, go go get on your job. If you know that God's called you to pray, go pray. If you know, if you, do, you know, when we get sick, we go, oh, the whole the world is coming to an end. I just can't do nothing no more. I can't pray for nobody. Can not find my prayer partner?
1: It's just, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm, just yeah, I'm just too, 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 too,
0: Cut it out, joke. What did God tell him? He's down there laying down in boil stinking. His friends didn't want to be. If they did not picking with him, they wouldn't want to be in the same room with him. He smells so bad. And what did God tell him? He said, get up out of that bed and put some clothes on and come talk to me. Huh? Huh? Act like somebody who's got something. You got a covenant with me. Array yourself like a man and get up here and tell me what you need and I'll tell you what you need to do and let's get it on, Job. But I want you about it at bed. We're no good to God sitting up sick somewhere whining and crying about how bad it is. He knows it's bad. That's why Jesus went to the cross. He knows it's bad. That's why he went there for us. But get up and act like you got a covenant with God. Yeah. Act like you got a daddy that loves you. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Uh, so when Job was able to do that, God said, "He said he turned his captivity when he did what? Prayed for his friends. That's what his job was. Yeah. 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 Amen. Job was a priest, yeah. like you and me. Yeah. Yeah. We're royal priesthood. You get up and start praying for all your your people on that healing prayer you got in your prayer manual." Pages all swollen up and torn up and scribbled on. Get up and start doing that again. And see if God won't turn it around for you. So carnal thinking. The other thing is a divided heart. That's having a plan B. When you deal with God, you've got to be all in. Huh? A poor gambler hedges his bets. Yeah. Huh? I used to, (laughs) back in my former days, I was a nurse, a perpetrator in the healing field, (laughs) whatever. It was kind of neat because, you know, in those days, I saw you couldn't do anything much natural for people. I saw people waste away with lung disease. That was a specialty I worked in. And I used to think, man, this is terrible. Can anything be done? For...? And so God reminds me of that sometimes. He says, yes, something can be done. I'm the one who can do it. Amen? Yeah. It puts something in your heart to desire different things from God. But I can remember uh, my husband and I, when, when we weren't working, we'd go to Las Vegas, and, you know, gamble. and He was very good at it. I was good sometimes. If I want too much money, I get nervous and want to pass out. So he'd come and stand beside me and prop me up. He said, keep rolling. I said, I said do I do it again? Yeah, keep rolling. He said, I guess he said, when you drop to the floor, you'll know it's over. He'll walk away, get his window, walk away, leave me down there on the floor. You know, get on up. Come on up. I'm upstairs now. Come on. But anyway, they had something called insurance. Now you gambling, why are you buying insurance? Insurance is for people who work jobs and, and live that way. It ain't for gamblers. But you're hedging your bets because you're not sure. And see, when we have a plan B, when we go to God and ask for something in the back of your mind, you think, Mm, if this don't work. I Kimball on down to the free clinic where they can't track me down you understand what i'm saying no a divided heart has a plan b if you're going to trust god you got to be all in trusting god you can't have a little insurance bet on the side someplace else who else who are you ever going to trust if you're going to trust somebody bouncing back and forth like that he don't play that so you got to be all in and he knows when you're sincere He knows when your total trust is there, and that's when he'll start to move for you. If you're unsure, you will hedge your bet, but you need to be like Job. He said, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. You got me? Huh? Sometimes you get to that point. I remember talking to God like that about several things, you know. My husband, before he got saved, my late husband. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't do that. Okay, all the charges were dropped there too. But anyway, but you know what I mean. I, in the flesh, you want to call yourself spiritual, but you got a knife. You want to stick somebody if they don't get saved. <laughs> Isn't that bad. That's just rough. <laughs> So anyway, my buddy Jan would call me and pray. Lord, the Lord told me to call you, Bob. I just, Oh, Lord. <laughs> And the spiritual police force out after me but anywho but we got through that but there are many times that you you run out of spirituality for things i mean you're just at the end of it and i would pray sometimes god kill him or kill me How are you, huh? and god would lift burdens off of me you know i'm just being honest it's the best i can do right now I can't pull out my Bible because I'm mad at it. I can't ask God for nothing because I'm mad at him. I'm just, you know, mercy. We all live off of his mercy. You never live on your behavior. You live off mercy. Get real. So a divided heart, not being sure. Want to kill him? You want him to get saved. You know, that kind of stuff. Till God gets you all in to believe for salvation. And then natural hope. We talked about that a little bit. So when we know we can get our needs met through other means, then that's what we'll choose many times. That's yeah, always your plan B. Till they run out of help for you. Like the woman who had the issue of blood. She spent all the money on doctors. Finally heard about Jesus. Well, he'd been preaching for a while. You understand what I'm saying? She could always have gone to the priest. She was a Jewish woman, but she went to doctors instead. That's where her hope was. God healed her anyway. He don't care how many things you've tried. He forgives you all of those mistrusts in him. Mostly, we're just following what we know anyway. You're just looking for help. You don't care how it comes. Amen? Like the young man born blind. They said, the man that, that healed you, is he a sinner? He said, I don't know what he was. He said, I do know this morning. I woke up blind this morning. I can see now. That's all I care about. Do you understand what that is? Sick people want to be well. Check somebody to see if they living right. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm healed. It's too late for that. So the Abraham brand of faith works through love. You know love, it's not touchy, it's not boastful, doesn't seek his own way. When your heart is settled and peaceful with God and you know that, that you're there to serve God and it doesn't matter, when your answer comes, you just know it will come. That's love, amen? It's total trust in love. Abraham at this point did not consider any more the things he used to consider. Turn back to uh, Romans 4. I think it's verse 19 it matters what you think it also matters what you don't think it says in 18 who against hope we talked about that believed in hope a greater hope that he might become the father of many nations at 100 years old who needs it you understand what I'm saying but this is what God does he'll override your who needs it at my age attitude seriously he says and, and being not weak in faith being not weak in faith that abraham brand is not weak faith it's a strong faith being not weak in faith he considered not his own body now dead you got me Nor did he consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. Now, when he had Ishmael, he considered the deadness of Sarah's womb. Considering natural things will always birth something you don't want. It will always birth trouble for you. If you consider your natural limitations, it will put you in a rush. things you desire that's what the devil loves he likes getting the saints up tight about stuff and you know and then then you want to run get a, a word from somebody you got oh i got a prophecy that ain't gonna make it come no faster you've had this one ever since you got saved
1: huh?
0: oh yeah the prophet said it's gonna happen soon cool i'm i'm in there with you fit bump but you know what i'm saying if you really don't believe that if you're in a hurry for it you got to get the hurry up out of you oh but barb you don't know honey you don't know how old i am and i don't want y'all guessing either you understand what i'm saying you don't know you don't understand i understand all of that in fact i'll tell you what it doesn't matter what i understand as long as you understand what god means now, you think about this. This man is impotent. His wife's never been fertile. See, when he considered the deadness of Sarah's womb, he wouldn't found somebody that wasn't a problem. And he got in trouble because he was using his natural faith. He saw after he lived through how many, how many years, 13 years of that. First bar mitzvah at 13. Huh? Was Ishmael. Was Yeah, Ishmael. And he was a terror in the house. You understand me? Picking at everybody, doing this, doing that. His mother was the mage. He tried to lord it all over Sarah. Finally, God said, throw them, <laughs> throw them ghetto people out of your house. Yeah. Sarah, you ain't going to have no peace. <laughs> yeah. Get the ghetto out of your life. Get the drama out of your life and you'll be okay. Thank you. <laughs> sometimes that's all there is left to do Uh, get the source of the problem out of you just repent hey we all make mistakes everybody got a list of Ishmael somewhere (laughs) some people got a garage full of Ishmael some people got a basement full of Ishmael Uh, you know God will bring something good out of it if you let him just keep going on with God you can't fix that You understand, what? you can't fix
1: Ishmael.
0: As long as Ishmael remained in that house, Abraham had to consider. You know, God's not being heartless, but he's helping his faith. What did he consider? I don't need another son. I got a son already. Yeah, but what about what God promised Sarah, your wife? Seriously, God wants everybody in your house blessed. Are you kidding me? You're not the only one. Huh? And that ain't the Abraham brand of faith anyway that just wants to bless yourself all the time. You can only be so blessed when your family's going to hell anyway. That bugged me. I kept worrying all my relatives till they either got involved in this ministry or quit speaking to me. Amen. You understand? Amen. You got me? It's just these things we do. <laughs> so the Abraham brand of faith works through love. Abraham did not consider any more things he used to consider. So the things that used to be important to us have to cease being a consideration once we start walking in the Abraham brand of faith. You used to consider what the, the scientist said about, oh, this is linked to this disease and this is linked to that. I'm linked to Jesus and he's disease free. You know, I don't live by, that has nothing to do with me. I'm a new creature in Christ. Huh? No priors, no record, no outstanding warrants, nobody looking for me for anything I did wrong huh I just have forgiveness and that's a big thing God doesn't consider our sin anymore when he goes to answer your prayer he's not looking at what you did wrong huh unless you didn't confess it you trying to sneak in there like a thief and steal something from God you ain't gonna get it but if you go to him and covenant like Job did dress up get up like a man and go talk to god and first thing god job told god was oh god forgive me i've uttered things that i didn't have no knowledge about let me shut my mouth quit considering what you see quit considering what they say Hmm? he did not consider the deadness of sarah's womb anymore nor the fact that his body was dead now. When his was still alive, all he could do was look at her and she to hold up, huh? Been holding me up all. That's why he was so quick when they went down to Egypt. He tell people, "That's my sister. I ain't married to her."
1: Because
0: he knew no fruit would come from that. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, now come on now. If some of y'all feeling bad about stuff you did wrong. Look at your father of the faith, Abraham, and where he came from. Amen. Pimped his wife. And then uh, what was worse is the son wound up doing the same thing. Which Isaac did the same thing when he got married and grown. A family of pimps! <laughs> But one day God said, Abraham, listen, straighten up. We ain't going, I'm not dealing with you on that stuff no more. He said, walk before me and be thou perfect, is what the King James said. Quit them shenanigans. Sarah was so beautiful, she wound up in the king's court. And the king woke up one morning and everybody in the king, all the men in the, the kingdom were impotent. And God, God looked at the king. And he said, you're a dead man. I said, really, God? He said, what did I do wrong? He said, that woman you got there is a prophet's wife. Uh, get her out of here. You should have seen him. <laughs> what else do you want, Abraham? Get in there, to take some gold, take some silver, whatever you need. But just you and your wife go. Called me no trouble, Lord. Next chapter in the Bible says that Abraham was very rich. I guess so. <laughs> Pimps always got
1: money.
0: <laughs> I'm just messing with y'all. Everybody in the back, wake up and say hello. <laughs> Thank you. want to make sure ain't nobody sleeping see when we consider what the doctor's reports are what the test reports are all that kind of stuff that's not the abraham brand of faith abraham brand considers not just considers god's word you know it's (laughs) oh really my cholesterol is is, uh, i'm healed i don't understand why that's out of whack but i'm healed uh-huh. A lot of that stuff is just kind of contrived and made up. Doctor, they tried to hit me with a, a diabetes, borderline diabetes rap. <laughs> I'm calling my lawyer. I don't know why. What do you mean? Well, you're borderline. I said, well, I ain't crossing the border. Until I cross the border, you cannot arrest me. Try that on for size. I am legal as long as I'm over it. I'm just an American, huh? I'm <laughs> proud to be an American. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, whatever. But don't accept that. Don't receive that. You're healed. <laughs> then they threaten you. He said, "Well, if it's any, if it ever gets any larger, I'm treating you for." I said, oh, Satan, get thee behind me. He was my friend when I came in there. Now you getting all ugly acting. Like treatment is a punishment or something. I said, I felt that. Why are you going there? Staying on my side of the border. See, that's your bloodline. As long as you stay there and you confess the word, you speak the word over yourself, you are healed. Amen. Anybody can have faith in God and get healed, saved, and delivered. Even sinners can put their trust in God. You understand me? You don't want to be a sinner trying to get healed, but they can receive, excuse me, receive from God. There are many people who did it. The man with the withered hand. In Matthew 12, you turn there. I'll probably use a couple examples and then we'll pray for people. I just believe God wants to build our faith a little bit more. Matthew 12. And verse 10, Jesus heals for many, many reasons. Many times you would see he would do things, and it will say, because of the people who were looking on, certain things were done. So Jesus, he kind of heals this man on a dare. You know, that's the way I look at it. And in verse 9, it says uh, in Matthew twelve nine, when he was departed thence, he went into the synagogue. Well, there's trouble there all the time, you know. The devil brings trouble to church all the time. Behold, there was a man which his hand was withered. In other words, he couldn't move it. He had no feeling probably. He was just sitting there. Probably a stroke. Who knows? And they asked him saying, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day? These are the rulers of the synagogue. So they would have something to accuse him about the old Jewish law. Now, the Bible says that the priests profaned the Sabbath anyhow. But they were trying to get him on that charge, too, because he supposedly was not of the line of, of Levi. And he wasn't. He was J- Jesus was of the tribe of Judah, where they said the king would come from. But anyhow, they were going to get it either way around. It was the entrapment to get him to break that that Jewish law. And so he says... Uh, let me think. 12, which verse was I? There was a man, verse 10, a man with a withered hand. Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day or to work on the Sabbath? And he said to them, what man among you shall have a, a sheep and it fall into the pit on a Sabbath day? You wouldn't grab it and take it and lift it out. In other words, if you had an animal, you treat animals better. Than, you would treat an animal better than y'all treat people up here in this church. You got me? And he says, he said, and lifted out, how much then is a man better than a sheep? Wherefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath day. Then he said to the man, stretch out your hand. And this man considered not his dead hand. See, when you receive the word of the Lord, there is enough anointing there to move you to obey that word. There has to be. If the instruction comes from the Holy Ghost, there's enough convincing power in the anointing to convince that person to forget about his hand that has been dead all this time, no matter how long it's been dead. The anointing breaks the yoke of your remembrance of things past and what it was even a minute ago. You got me? And that anointing will take over and override you to get over into the place of obedience. That's how people get healed instantly in a healing meeting. And it all comes from attending to the word. Pay attention. Give the word your full attention and you will be healed. You'll lock into that word that's anointed and you'll be able to do what you're supposed to do. And it says, he stretched out his hand and it was restored whole. Just like the other one. Well, the fact that he could stretch it meant that it was healed, you see. Keep working it and keep working the anointing and you'll get more. If it starts out with a little bit, don't stop with a little bit. Make sure that you stay with it until it's whole, just like you want it to be. And I was in the jewelry store. I, told, I think I told you this testimony before. I was... In there illegally, you know, wasn't supposed to be in there. I was supposed to be home cooking, but just felt moved. And it was God. <laughs> sometimes we move, sometimes we move, you know. But this one was God, amen. But any other time, I just feel moved and go. But, you know, I couldn't find anything I wanted. I wound up in, in front of a counter with kids stuff in front of it. And uh, the, all the little nieces, the little grand nieces were Disney fiends. So I'm looking at little Disney watches. And the lady that's selling them uh, was telling me about her her hands, her thumbs wouldn't bend anymore. They say, I have arthritis. And I say, will you pray for them? Let me look at these watches. You know, <laughs> you know. God will interrupt you. He don't care what you think you're doing. And you can try to fight it if you want to, like I did. I'm trying to look at what I'm looking at. I'm you know, did you pray about it? <laughs> Don't stop me. <laughs> I only got ten minutes and I gotta show up at home and put something on the stove and make it smell like I'm cooking in there.
1: <laughs>
0: well, that's female trick number. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you know, get some onions out, throw them in a hot skillet. I said, oh, baby, what's that? What's that? I said, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. It's a surprise. Because <laughs> if it gets out there, it'll be a surprise to me, too. <laughs> Anywho, but uh, I had a deadline. And I did, she, wasn't, she wasn't even figured in my little equation that day. You understand what I'm saying? But God. And so God stopped me, and he said, you're going to pray for that lady? He said, because I'm going to heal her. And so I told her. I said, I the, "Oh, I said, you know what? I said I'm gonna pray for you. I said I'm a minister. God, God's, you know, God uses me to heal people. And, but I'm gonna pray for you in a minute. But show me this. <laughs> nothing that bad. That's just wrong. You know, for people who think God doesn't love them, and won't go through great lengths to get them healed, I'm a witness. He, he's got to love you to use me. You know what I'm saying?" <laughs> Don't mess with the girl when she's on a time constraint. And my husband, he was one of them brothers. He feel your, the hood of your car. See if you'd have moved. <laughs> i not say that. But he kept you on a short leash, a very short leash. So I have a lot of time for. But but I did, and I God stopped me. I said, "Okay, God, I get it. I'm I'm gonna pray for her now." I said, "Give me them thumbs," and she stuck them out there, and I prayed for him. I said, "Now move them." And she said, ah! you know, <laughs> I said, I told you God was going to heal you. Amen. So he'll, he'll heal people when the preacher ain't having a good day. You got me? He'll use anybody. He uses us all the time. So, so, so never underestimate what God will do if you will not consider your situation. No situation is hopeless. No situation is helpless. You have come to God now, and He will heal you. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Uh, that was the Matthew John five. Well, let me see if I want John five. While we go to Luke seventeen, I'll do the story of the lepers. Luke seventeen. And that will be our last one. I think God want want me to pray for people real soon. Luke 17, starting in verse 11. It came to pass, as Jesus went to Jerusalem, he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. As he entered into a certain village, certain village, that's where certain people are that are believing God. That certain means there's faith there. There met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. They lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Now, just the fact that there are lepers shouldn't have been in the crowd. Faith will make you do some things that are illegal or seem illegal by man to get to God. There are people who will, you know, old Roberts used to have people that would leave the hospital all the time to get to his meetings. Amen, and god would heal him i never known anybody to die waiting on god to heal them you got me when he saw them he said to them go show yourselves to the priest go show yourselves you know if that were if they if that were the case they could have done it before because there was a law that you inspect yourself and if you see that thing going away You go to the priest but it says here as they went see the thing that used to stop you in the past the anointing breaks the yoke to that so it doesn't stop you anymore because they were not supposed to go to the priest until they looked at themselves and saw there was no more leprosy but it doesn't say they looked at nothing it said they went and as they went they were healed and then later on, some of them looked and said, ah, I'm healed. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. So you reverse the way you used to do things. Yes. In the natural, when you when you go to do things, uh, there were times I would have to do things in God, and I would have to give him my personal credit card to do them. But God said, do it. Yes. He wants it done. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? And then he'll take care of that bill at some other time. I'm still waiting on some of them, but you know what I'm saying. I know... And it's good for the money. You got me? But you understand what I'm saying? Things that you would consider before, you don't consider anymore. Just like he told the widow that had got the miracle oil barrels, he said, go sell that oil, pay your bills first, then live off the rest. Now, mostly we look at what we got. Oh, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do it? uh uh-uh. He said, do what I tell you to do. That was her problem. She'd been looking at them bills and couldn't pay them anyway. So he said, go take care of that because as long as that's owing, it's going to be a distraction to your faith for the supernatural. Some of these natural things need to be moved out of the way so that we can start using our Abraham brand of faith for the supernatural things that we need. So when God instructs you to do certain things a certain way, you listen to him and you do what he tells you to do. He doesn't care if, if doing it that way sounds wrong to you. But he's doing it so you can start trusting him finally. Anybody can do the same old, same old over and over again. But when you start understanding that God wants you to move in different ways, sometimes we're programmed by the enemy to respond in certain ways. He knows if, if he pushes this button, he we go off the... The chain getting stupid, you know. And so he keeps pushing, 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 pushing. Move that button out of his reach. God will say, just do this, and that will take that button out of his reach, and he ain't going to bother you no more like that. And so we have to do things, folks, in the way that God prescribes. The Abraham brand of faith will give us the confidence to step out in God and hope against hope. Do things the opposite way of what you used to do them. Don't consider certain things. But it matters what you think if you're going to get your miracle from God. Amen. Why don't we stop? We'll pray for people. Well, Howard, you want to put some music on? I'll begin to pray. And we'll trust God for the work at the altar. Amen. If you need healing, come on up. If you want to pray for the sick and you're scared to, come on up. And I'll pray for you because God wants to release his power in his people. He doesn't want us to be powerful.
1: He wants us full of his power.
0: He'll send people to you that need to be healed.
1: I my Amen.